This episode of Tailgate Talks is brought to you by Blanca. Tune in live to interact with the hosts on Wednesday nights at 6.30 Central at www.twitch.tv backslash Blanca OG. Hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to the post NCAA men's tournament and women's tournament, I guess. Episode, episode 26. Had a, again, amazing turnout to the bracket. We'll be discussing that here in a second. That's finally wrapped up. We have our winners. We have our t shirt giveaway winners. We have our money winners. Very proud of you guys. Very, very uh, grateful for everybody that came out for that. So do not forget, uh, while I have your attention here, uh, to follow the Twitter account. It's at Tails tailgate underscore talks make sure you hit up the instagram and facebook with a follow as well to keep up to date on all of our latest posts when we'll be going live our personal takes and uh if you're wanting to give our personal accounts a follow on twitter uh dustin you can find him at dustin wimmer 22 brooks you can find him at calvin b barrett and me you can find me at blanca where the l is a one lastly uh if you have any sort of suggestions for the podcast itself make sure you hit up uh tailgate talks pod at gmail.com for any thoughts and questions or anything you want to know about the show or you want to hear us discuss on the show itself uh so with that let's just go ahead and jump right into the t-shirt giveaway and the bracket we have our winners which was a uh, rambling raiders podcast i was really uh kind of surprised they they they, they ran away with that one uh, good for them though they, they had a good bracket they beat it they won out by one by by one uh one little segment early game 10 huh. points. Yep. Yeah, 10 points in an early game. 10-point victory. Uh, so in first place, we have the Ramblin' Raiders podcast. Shout out to them. They've been they've been really good friends of the, of the Tailgate Talks pod since really early on. I think they, they did a shot bet with us uh, over or over at uh, over at Raider Bar and on off of Broadway really early on in the pod uh, pod timeline. So shout out to them for winning. They're they're the grand prize winner as well as they'll be getting a T-shirt. Uh, second place is Brian Matthews. Third place, we have Ronnie Rush. So, guys, make sure to claim those prizes. We are asking that you go, and if you're not already, subscribe to the podcast. Give us a rate, a review. Give us a like. Kind of make make sure you kind of help us out a little bit here on the uh, follower end. And uh, once we see that you've got all that, we'll, we'll make sure to send your the uh, prize winnings and T-shirt over your way ASAP. But fun tournament, fun bracket. I really, really had a lot of fun watching that. Obviously had a lot of fun hosting that with you guys. It was a good time. It was a good time. Yeah. Cool. So let's First just... of many, hopefully. <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll, we'll have some other stuff for, it, for our listeners very soon here. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump into the meat and potatoes of the, uh, of the episode. We're going to go ahead and jump right into Tailgate Talks Club Red. <laughs> Let's go ahead and kick this off. Club Red. So obviously, as many of you may know, 
Uh, there was a bit of drama last last episode last week. We had to actually come in in the middle of uh, middle of Thursday and get an update on um, on on uh, on some some betrayals uh, that we won't continue to mention. But <clears throat> the main thing that happened is Texas Tech basketball has a new head coach. Uh, we hired Mark Adams. It is official. Uh, they were looking at the I I, I keep forgetting the guy's name from uh, Milwaukee. Darvin Ham. Yeah, Darvin yeah. Ham. <laughs> they were looking at him for a little bit, but uh, he decided to keep his career in the NBA. Mark Adams was obviously a, a 1B to the 1A, if you want to call it that. Uh, but everybody's super excited about it. They had a huge announcement for it. Uh, the, the, the welcome party, welcome wagon was uh, was uh, S-tier, if you want to call it that. Uh, so, Brooks, uh, I, I know you got a chance to watch uh, the whole, uh, whole welcome speech, whole, whole thing. Uh, give us your first impressions, man. How are you feeling about the hire? How are you feel about the welcome, the speech, um, everything, uh, everything about this? I mean, obviously good vibes so far, but what, what do you think, man? Yeah, I would take back what you said that I don't think Adams was option one B. I think Adams is option one A. I think Darvin Ham threw his name in the ring. I don't really know his level of interest in it, but this was the job that Adams wanted. This oh, is yeah. the job that he's wanted. He grew up in Brownfield, a city that I drive through every time I'm on my way to Lubbock. Um, he's graduated from tech. He has kids who graduated from tech. You know, this this is home to him, and he really wanted this job. And that was something I, I wasn't really sure if he really wanted. But, you know, as the week went on, it just became more apparent that this was it for him. This is what he's worked his whole career to get. And you could see the pure joy on his face when he walked in and he got on that stage and he saw the best fans in the country uh supporting him and that look i mean i got chills i was Mm -hmm. emotional i like i had every bit of emotion watching him during that press conference because you're just watching somebody like fulfill his dream and it was really cool man i'm super proud for him you know i i I've known him. Uh, I went to high school with his daughter. Um, so he, I played basketball with his son, Luke. So he was at some of the games that I played. Uh, I gave, I uh, interviewed him for a senior project in high school uh, back when he was at Howard college. And now he's the head coach of Texas tech. That's pretty cool. That's just uh, at that, that guy is a street dog, you know, that's fighting for uh you know, this. And so I'm happy for him, man. And I, I'm looking forward to it. I think he's going to be, he was the best bet at keeping things going the way they have been. Right. Like right. what are we known for right now? Defense. defense. Yep. Guess who built that defense? He did. Mm-hmm. And he was the best bet at keeping some players. And we'll get into that a little bit, but so far it seems pretty good on that front. And then also you're still in a way that guy's top assistant, the guy who probably knows that guy better than anybody else. I will not say his name. Um, But yeah, you're taking that away from him. And also if there's one coach who knows how to beat him, I'm going to say it's probably coach Adams. So in one swoop, I think you maintain and maybe even get better from this. We'll, we'll see what happens there, but I, I really like it. I'm excited for Coach Adams and his family. It's it's awesome, and it was fun to see Red Raider Nation out there tailgating, out there supporting. We know how to do it right. That's why we're the best fans in the country. That's why your stupid 
for not wanting to stay here. Uh, so let's cool. go. Coach Adams, we, we support you. We're a big Coach Adams supporting podcast here. Let's <laughs> those, go. Those stands yeah. were packed for that thing. Uh, Dustin, first impression, man. What are you thinking about the hire? Obviously, good vibes again, but what do you think, man? Yeah, I love it, uh, especially for right now. We we t- we saw some players, ex-players wanted them. Um, yeah, our buddy Corey Hayes used to work for the team when Luke was a player, got to – coach with him when Luke was on the team that's cool uh they weren't so great but Corey did what he could <laughs> uh, some of the dark years <laughs> yeah he was there during the dark years <laughs> but uh no really cool I'm just interested to see obviously X players wanted them some new players came out real quick and said they were sticking around I'm just interested to see who he gets to uh help assist his coaching staff and recruit and we'll see where we're at in like two or three years and see if the interest is still peaked with the, you know, 16, 17 year olds and how we can keep this going. I know we can keep it going next year with who's coming back and the coaching we mm-hmm. have and the players. Um, I'm just to see down the road how it, how it pans out, but I like it for right now. It's awesome. It, it was, it was a good move. It was the right move. And we needed somebody to, to kind of, I guess, reinstate that loyalty. And and yeah. if you look at, like, all of the uh, the the Texas Tech basketball uh, alumni or uh, veteran players, old players, the ones that have moved on, uh, all of them gave praise and love for this hire. All of them also gave the equal hate for, for our, our, our predecessor. So, like, uh, it, it, was, it was good to see that not only was, was Texas Tech on board with this, but the players were. And that's kind of going to be very key going forward because, uh, again, our old players and our current players, except for, I think, a few, I think we had, what, one enter the transfer portal uh, so far? Uh, what what Do we have any updates on, on where that's at? We'll get into that here in well, just I mean, a that's bit. The, but... That's the next step. Yes, you, had, you had right away, within 10 minutes, you had Kyler Edwards and Kevin McCuller recommit to texas tech who had previously put their name in the transfer portal and that showed me a lot that that quickly they turned around and said i'm back yeah like let's get yeah. rolling with this guy we love this like that says a lot that those two guys veteran leadership and the head of your team are quickly turning back around and saying no we're going let's come back and do this yeah yeah and i think that outpouring of love that the players showed for him is kind of my calms me down and like the recruiting thing because if players are going to bat for a guy like that I I think he'll be all right with the recruiting yeah um I think he'll be all right with the hiring and all this stuff I I trust him he's been in the game for a long time he understands you know what we need to succeed I'm interested to see what kind of changes he makes he already already hired a coach that you know, yeah. has a pretty unique philosophy to what we've seen. Um, well, offense, what, what, what's that? You know, we haven't really seen much of an offense. If there's one flaw you want to point at over the last few years, it's that motion offense that doesn't really have a lot of motion to it. So, um, you know, if we can get guys that want to get in here, preach some new offensive philosophies along with the already well-established defense, like you got – you know, you got the blueprint for what can be an, another really solid team. And like Dustin said, you got two big players already coming back from a team that was, you know, a few made buckets away from being in the Sweet 16 and having a top 
Big 12 uh, seeding and all those things if just a few plays go our way. So, right. Uh, oh, what, what was you that got one, the foundation. What was that one stat? We had like one of the most unlucky seasons, I think, in the entire NCAA. Yeah, we had like 11 losses this year, and I think six of them were by one possession. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, a couple of them went to overtime too. Okay. So, uh, definitely, definitely to kind of focus on a point there, which is the this there was no offensive powerhouse to this. We were a very, very, very good uh, defensive team, and it was offensive struggles. So, uh, kind of circling back to that, I think that that's going to be Mark Adams' biggest strong suit going forward. Uh, like you said, we're going to keep our defensive uh, superiority. We just need to find offensive power and that's that's going to be kind of the biggest thing in the in recruiting over this next next year so um, a couple of other player and then i want to talk about that assistant coach real quick no go for it shoot silva said he was coming back so he would be a super senior next year nice agbo and clarence are coming back so those are two great additions clarence had a great season second half of the season and then agbo is kind of getting some good minutes and i see a I see a lot from him in the future. Yeah. Um, Agbo's a big one. That was one I was a little nervous about, but yeah, he's a big one to keep. Obviously, TJ Shan's still gonna he's gonna go into the draft like combine, see what he grades out. They're really good at grading you out very accurately. Um, so he'll go test test that waters and then see where he wants to go. And then McClung is still up in the air, um, not either direction, good or bad but we just don't know anything yet. And he's going to talk to him soon. Yeah. Yeah. And PV still. Uh, yeah. Nobody PV really knows here because beard's trying to hire his dad at UT. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't so. know that. Okay. And then, um, and then the other kind of big news is our, you know, our top recruit from coming in this year, Jalen Tyson. Uh, he was another guy that after uh, that guy's a, a departure, when we were, curious on what was going to happen with him but the rumors are is he's still firmly committed to coming here uh, that's at least what we've heard there's no your beard's trying to get him away yeah there's no sure confirmation on that but what people have said so far is that they think that he's still on his way here so that's huge uh as well because you know he everybody was excited about him coming in and so if you lost him that would kind of hurt you a little bit but I think um, I don't think we're gonna be as 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 poor off as as I thought initially in my head with with this departure uh, because the more I kind of sit on it, the more I kind of think about it. Uh, Texas Tech has been relevant for about what four years now, five years. It's been in the discussion, right? Four, yeah, four or five, yeah, four four to five years. And if you think about the people that are coming in, right? Uh, what, 18 to 20? That means that they were 14 to 15 years old, 13 years old, and they're seeing Texas Tech in the tournament? Like, that's kind of whenever you start making up your mind about, like, oh, that's a good school, and that's a good school, and that's a good yeah. school. Like, it's not going to be like, like, like they're going to still see Texas Tech and be like, oh, you know, that's a good basketball school. I think I might actually try that out. Or, like, in the back of their head. Like, it's, it's not going to be that detrimental. Yeah, if you build it, they will come, and we built it. You know, we've right. got we're known for our fans and we're no, I mean, we got facilities now that are top of the line. So, you know, one thing Kirby mentioned in the presser yesterday was, 
you know, he, he had told Santos Silva and Agbo and some of the guys who only had been here last year is like, wait till you see this place without COVID restrictions. You're not going to want to miss that. And oh, it's yeah. true. And, and oh, next yeah. year when things are back to normal and we got this crowd pumping, like these guys are going to understand, oh, yeah, this is why I came here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that was why. Oh, and, yeah. And this so is- we built it. And now it's just coach adams is to steer the ship in the right direction and uh, keep this thing moving and yes i I like the coaching hire he's already made great name barrett perry oh yeah portland state but he also was at indian hills juco before indian hills is a powerhouse they compete with spc right up there at the juco ranks every year nice but he turned portland state into like an actual basketball program but if you've watched any like game film or heard anything, they're high paced track meet type offense, but then they also have a lot of defensive pressure and press a lot too. Yeah. So like they were they were ranked like top twenty in shots taken in the in D one. Whereas And we were like two fifty. <laughs> we were like at the bottom of most of those lists. Like some of those years they were taking ten more shots a game than we were. Jesus. So like expect i mean i'd expect mac mcclung to like that some other of these guys to like that like you don't have to be afraid to shoot the ball anymore um but so, also how his press and the mark adams defense will go together with that offense this could be a good good pairing and good assistant to bring in so kind of speaking on mac mcclung a little bit there um what what, what do you think like what are you what are you projecting he'll do because i think he only has two options really right which is Try to get in the NBA or sit a year and transfer or, well, I guess three, or just play another year at Tech, right? He got a free transfer year this year, so if he wanted to transfer again, I guess he theoretically could, but I don't mm. see how that's going to help his career. Uh probably go to the NBA, test it like Shannon, and then see where he's at. Yeah. Uh, okay. My advice would be do that. Don't hire an agent. Go do the, you know, figure out what you need to work on come back and work on those things with a, you know, a better coach and better, you know, offensive system, one that might be more to his liking. Yeah. And then maybe you improve your stock. Cause I, I you know, in draft circles and things in NBA pods that I listen to, I, his name's never brought up. So mm-hmm. there is no NBA path right now. Yeah. Um, it, he would have to do, G well, League or stuff like that, but and that was his entire point of coming to Texas Tech was to improve his 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 draft stock on the defensive end. He obviously had plenty of offensive numbers over Georgetown, and this year with us, he he did well uh, on that front. Um, but uh, cool, but obviously amazing hire. Uh, I think I think the next year is looking very promising. Facilities are looking going to be amazing. The crowd is going to be amazing. Uh, Texas Tech basketball. I feel like we'll be back. I don't feel like this is going to be the end of the, the end of an era, the end of a saga by any means. I think they nailed the hire and, uh, and, and they got the right guy and they're bringing back the, the, the core of the team to, to have a, a even better run. I feel like next year. But, yeah. Um, and maybe we find out it was Adams all along, man. I hope so. Oh, <laughs> That's that, the dream. Oh, you want icing on the cake? That would be it right there. I, I was I was talking to my dad about it over the weekend before the hire, and he was kind of talking about the Adams possibility. And he mentioned there was a coach at TCU, Franchoni, I think was Dennis Franchoni. Was that mm-hmm. him? Um, 
coached TCU. They won a bowl game against USC, and then he became the hot coaching commodity, got hired by Alabama, and TCU hired their, his assistant and a guy by the name of Gary Patterson. And, you know, look where their two careers went after that. So my hope is that it was Adams all along. He's the guy behind the scenes that does all the work, but you know, you know who was getting all the credit for it. Yeah. And so that's that's the dream, Ran, is that it was at Adams all along and that, you know, what's his face was really not mauled that much, hopefully. <laughs> I, I I think we're pretty well off on this one. And I think yeah. I mean hopefully it pans out like you just said, which is it was him all along and uh, again. The, the the program is in a shambles and uh, and and honestly has potential to to leap even further forward. So we'll see what happens in the transfer portal and and uh, over the next over the next year. Obviously, there's quite a bit of time from now until then, and many things can change. And maybe we we do get a couple more more uh, top tier recruits in. We'll see what happens. But congrats to the hire. Obviously, very very good job to the Texas Tech uh, uh, athletic department on this. They did the they did the right job, and that he is the perfect fit for what we're looking for right now. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump forward uh, uh, into the episode. We're going to look at Texas Tech baseball. They had a little bit of an unfortunate weekend against uh, against Kansas State. Uh, they ended up they, they won the first game and they smoked them. And so whenever I saw that scoreline, I was like, oh, this is this is going to be just you know slow pitch crank to center field all day. And then the next two games after that, unfortunately, didn't go. As pretty, um, they ended up winning the first one, seventeen to one. Second game was a two-seven loss, and third game was a four to ten loss. Uh, this was kind of the opening ga- opening series to the the chunk of of Big Twelve games. Or, uh, but uh, anything we can really take out of this series, guys? Dustin, yep. uh, I think you had a chance to go watch these, didn't you? No, they were in Kansas State. I did oh, not. Oh no, I'm kidding. Just kidding. I was thinking. <laughs> but I was thinking I of the picture. Thursday night's game when Jace Young was teeing off on everything. Everything was going great. I was busy Friday and Saturday and missed those two. But yeah, shocking kind of trip up this weekend. Hopefully, we can recover, get back on track. We're still ranked in the top ten, so that's good. Um, just need to maybe this will slap us in the face and get us back on track. Yeah. But uh, uh, again, kind of kind of disappointed to lose the last two. But we are at Kansas State, so I mean, a little bit of maybe some home field advantage help there. Uh, not sure. Uh, but the next series to look forward to is going to be this weekend against number ten TCU. So that's going to be a big one. Uh, we're going to be playing at home for this one. So hopefully, we get some good home field advantage out of that, and we can maybe uh, maybe sweep out a, a, a top ten team. Would be very very good for us. Uh, Brooks, any thought on the upcoming series against TCU? Um, that series you had last weekend puts a lot of pressure on you this weekend. If you want to compete for a big 12 championship, that's, that's where last weekend hurts you. Mm-hmm. And sometimes baseball, the baseball is a weird sport. So you're going to slip up like that, but it's a good opportunity to bounce back, uh, get a big series win against uh, another really good program in the big 12. So luckily you're at home where you tend to play a lot better and it'll probably be a pretty packed house. I would imagine this weekend. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a good one. So, uh, again, if you're listening, guys, make sure you go out there, check it out. Uh, they're going to be playing in Lubbock on Friday, 630, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 12 p.m. Uh, we also have a little bit of a, uh, a midweek series against uh, Stephen F. Austin on Tuesday and Wednesday. 
uh, Tuesday night and Wednesday afternoon. So make sure to go check those out. Obviously, the Texas Tech baseball team does a ton better whenever that stadium is packed and they're cheering for them real loud. So make sure you head over there to hit those up. Uh, definitely looking forward to the series, though. Uh, I'm going to do my best to try and actually catch a couple of these games on TV. A uh, little bit harder to do down here in Houston. But uh, I think that's going to kind of cover it for Texas Tech baseball. Let's go ahead and wrap this up. And we're going to go ahead and jump over to our shot bets from last week that were all based around the NCAA men's tournament. Uh, this is Tailgate Talk Shot Bets. And in the first game of the shot bets, we had Baylor versus Houston in the final four matchup. Baylor dominated that game by a lot. Literally a 19-point victory. An insane game from their end. Uh, I know a lot of us were really hoping that Houston was going to pull that off. I know I was pulling for them. Uh, I think, uh, who pulled a... Brooks actually pulled a Baylor bet on that one, didn't you? I think so. I and, took the uh, easy win. He took the easy W on that one. I, I can't, I can't, I can't argue too much because the next one was mine on that That's one. Stupid. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, uh, it, it's it was a disappointing to to see Baylor just destroy them like that. What, if what I got, thought Bruce? Houston legit had a chance, I might have bet them, but I, I thought they had no chance. I, I just, I knew the hoping for Baylor to lose, but I, I just saw no way that Houston was going to win that game. So. <laughs> But uh, it was, it was, it was, yeah, there was just no shot. It wasn't Baylor, close. Yeah, there was, <laughs> I want to say it was a good game, but it really wasn't. Like, I'm sorry, but like Baylor just like hands down had them beaten. Uh, as we discussed this a little bit later in the episode, we can talk about the final four and championship. Uh, it, it was no shot at this. Um, the second shot bet that we had was the national championship game itself. Uh, Baylor versus Gonzaga. Uh Brooks and Dustin ended up picking uh, Baylor for, or sorry, Gonzaga for this one. I rolled with Baylor, hoping that my bad luck streak would carry over and curse them into losing this game. And so uh, that didn't work. That didn't work. They won by 16 and uh, honestly uh, destroyed, destroyed the championship game as well. Uh, so cheers, guys. There's, there's one of my I just my took shots. mine. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. Uh, but that was my hope in that one. That's the only reason why I voted for Baylor ever was hoping that my bad luck would kind of maybe bring them down a little bit and give Gonzaga the push over it. Um, again, we'll discuss this a little bit here whenever we're going to be discussing the tournament itself. This week's shot bets. Uh, we're going to go back to the NBA for a little bit. We're going to be doing the Miami Heat versus the Portland Trailblazers. They're going to be playing Sunday night on April 11th. So make sure to go check out that game. We'll be posting... Most likely Saturday evening, we'll be posting the shot bet poll itself on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you go check that out. Get your vote in. And if you do, bet on the wrong side of it. Again, these are, I think we had to clarify this last week week or maybe two weeks ago. These are shot bets. So if yeah. you lose and you do not pick the correct team, you owe us a shot. And we'd like to see the shot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bet, guys. It's a bet. You're placing something down. Mm-hmm on the game and whether you win or lose you win you're good if you lose you got to pay that debt off guys (laughs) um 
So that's going to be a our, fun our, video. Our, 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 our main, uh, main shot bet. We have another one and, uh, we're going to be discussing that. We're going to be going in a little bit, a little bit further into depth with the second one. That's going to be the, um, the masters, the, the PGA tour masters tournaments coming around, coming up this weekend. Um, that's going to be our shot bet for this week. I, I don't know how we're going to get the audience involved with this. I know we we're doing our own thing with it. But... I got the idea. I'll say it when we get there. Yeah, let, okay. Let, okay. Well, so, we got to pick this game first, though. Remember? Um, I always do that. I always kind of keep going down. Uh, so in the Heat versus the Portland Trail Blazers, uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and kick it off. I, I will be going with Portland on this one. I know the Heat are kind of kind of warming up and they're 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 becoming the Heat again, but I I think Portland takes this one. Uh, Brooks, who do you got? Um, I'll let Dustin go next since these are between his two teams. Yeah, they are. I was gonna let him go last. All right. You just don't want to pick the same team as me. Kind of, but also I think I know where you're gonna go. <laughs> I'm gonna stick and go with the Heat. Okay. <laughs> the J button, the Heat to win that one. Okay. Brooks, who do you got? I was gonna go with the Heat too. They're, they're, they're warming and I'm up. gonna stick with them. I'm gonna stick with them. The fire's kindling. They're 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 starting to become the heat again. Probably gonna regret that because it's probably gonna end up being Dame time. Yeah, it's hard to. I, I just have a hard time betting against them. Like it so often is. But... Yep. yep. <laughs> so, uh, all right. So we have me going for the Portland Trail Blazers and Dustin and Brooks going for the Miami Heat on the first shot bet this Sunday. Make sure you're keeping an eye out for that. On Saturday evening, we will post that to all our social media accounts, and most likely we'll retweet that ourselves on our personal accounts. Uh, so, Dustin, you want you want to take the helm on on the Masters draft and what we're doing for that, and how we're going to make that a shot bet for this week? Yeah, are we going to do that already. Yeah, it's, Start it's, on. it's the next thing. All right. So, what we're going to do, everybody, is we're going to do a little Masters draft, a little fantasy draft. So, each of us, we're going to do a snake draft of picking who might win the Masters or the better scores, at least. Um, so we'll do a fantasy draft from there. We're going to do it based off of how our uh, how we did in the bracket challenge. So Brooks is going to go first, Arlie second, me third, and then back around with me, Arlie, Brooks, so on and so forth. The lowest person on our teams gets cut automatically. All right, so you kind of get a freebie there if somebody just has a bad weekend. Um, and then those other three scores add up. Obviously, lowest score is the best from what we what you want um, from there. So what we'll do for the shot bet is we will post our teams and the people can pick which team they want to win that or think they will win. So oh, we'll yeah. Justin, Team Brooks, Team Arley. Ooh. I have these four guys. You have these four. You have these four. Okay. The people can decide who they're rooting for and going with. Um, I like it. Join up with us, basically. I like this. I like this bet. It's a good one. Okay, cool. Different. Um, no, no, it's a great, great twist on this and a good way to kind of involve the Masters it. in it. I got yeah, it. especially down. I got, I'll be ready to go whenever y'all pick. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm set. I got my list. That's what I went to go grab during while you were explaining. Are we doing your stat for now or are we doing it yeah, after we do the draft? Stat. Are we doing it now? Is this, is this yeah, stat time? Yeah. Take that for data. What do you got, a little Dustin? Master, a little Masters stat for you. 
There's only been three Masters champions to repeat in the history of the Masters. Jack Nicholson and Faldo and Woods was the last one to do it in 0102. Been a long time since somebody has repeated. 18, so. 19 year drought. 19, it may be due. Yep. I don't know. Dustin Johnson is on the hot seat. Okay. That's mm-hmm. a good good stat for the week. And yeah. that, that's a lot of people's uh, number one pick for this to win it this year. There you go. Going into this. All right, Brooks, you're up first. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I need to go re debate. <laughs> on the clock. All right. You're up, man. Um, I'm still going to go with Dustin Johnson because he might not win, but I, I think he's still going to shoot really well. Uh, I, I don't see him not having a good weekend. He's been really good lately, so right. I got to go with him. All right. Uh, my first one is going to be uh, John Ram. It's going to be going to be my, my first. Stun. John Ram. John Ram. Yeah. All right. I got two picks here. Yeah. I'm going to go with former champion Jordan Spieth. Damn. Jordan Spieth. And the only reason I took him first is because I didn't want to take Bryson DeChambeau in the first round. So I'll take him in the second round to start off. (laughs) Dang you. (laughs) So I got Spieth and Bryson there. Back to you, Arlie. All right. Uh, next one down my list here. I got a uh, Justin Thomas. Yeah, good pick. That, that's that's my that's my number two. <clears throat> you got two here. You got two. Yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. I'm going with Rory. Rory. Okay. And uh, man, right now let's see who do I want to do. Who do I want to go with? <laughs> I gotta go. Gotta go with myself here. I'm gonna go with Brooks. I thought you gotta go. Gotta go with myself. Bold oh, me. Call since he's been kind of injured the last few weeks and such. So glad you took. Man, but he's a gamer. He's gonna show up. He only shows up for the big ones. So everybody's doubting him. Right now, everybody's like, "Oh, he's not going to finish in the top ten, but we we'll just watch out." Right, I'll be there. All right, Arlie, who you got? Uh, let's see here. I'm going to go with uh, Colin Morikawa. Nice. That's going to be my next one. I did. He would talk to me. That was going to be my next one. I, I kind of made a little tier list and I went down and like cross reference a bunch of different lists. Did my best on this one. I will take Xander Schauffele with my third rounder. Okay. And I'll turn around. We're not going that far down this list. Hey, I was really wanting Colin Morikawa. Guess I'll just stick with the odds and I'll go Patrick Cantlay. Cantlay up. Damn it. <laughs> That's who I was banking on in the fourth. <laughs> so, Arlie, back to you. Last pick. Last pick for me. Uh, my last one is you just picked uh, Cantley. Yep. So last pick for me is going to be Cameron Smith. Wow. All right. All right, Brooks. Last one up. Top ten guys are off the board, and then Cameron Smith is out. You're looking at 
few guys, Patrick Reed, Paul Casey, Tony Finau. Yeah, I was gonna go. I was gonna go Paul Casey on this one. So Casey had about three guys here on my last for my last one, and y'all took two of them. So <laughs> uh, you're in a, going first in this is kind of always a tough spot. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I made I made a top sixteen list and I literally went one to sixteen and I was like, all right, all right, we're just gonna go down the list and just right, what, so whatever. Just to give everybody a heads up and then we'll post it later. Brooks's team he went with Dustin Johnson, Rory, Brooks Kepka, and Paul Casey. Arley has John Rahm, Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, and Cameron Smith. And I went with Jordan Spieth. Bryson DeChambeau, Xander Schauffele, and Patrick Cantlay. So we will post those out. You can vote on whose team you want to win and see where that goes by Sunday. Nice. All right. Well, uh, that's going to be fun. I'm actually looking forward to that one. This is going to be kind of a fun little thing. I don't really pay too much attention to the Masters, but usually whenever I'm like involved in a fantasy or something like this, uh, with like sports that I don't watch that closely, I'll, I'll actually pay attention. So um, this will be fun. I'm definitely looking forward to this Masters uh, Masters this year. Um, cool. So that's gonna wrap up the the shot bets, and that's gonna kind of wrap up uh, what we, what we're doing as far as the Masters goes. Uh, definitely gonna try and try and kind of reach out for some of you golf guys for this one. Make sure you get your shot bet in. Make sure you pick which which uh, which person you think ha- it has the best chance at winning this um cool so i guess uh that's gonna kind of wrap up shot bets for the week uh let's go ahead and move on and we're gonna go back to basketball discuss the march madness tournament a little bit the final four and the national championship and we're gonna kind of uh talk a little bit about those uh let's see here no well i guess i don't really have anything for for college basketball Ah, whatever let's just go ahead and jump into it uh so Guys, final four, um, two two uh, so-so games. Uh, the the obviously well, okay, one great game, one one eh, game. Uh, the UCLA Gonzaga game, I think, one may have been one of the best final four games I've ever watched, in my opinion. Back and forth, overtime, and literally a buzzer beater. I don't really know what else you could want out of a basketball game. Uh, what were your what were your uh, thoughts on this game, Brooks? It was awesome. This is. One of the best games the tournament's seen in a long time. Um, just high quality shot making on each end. Uh, we all found a new hero in Johnny Juzang. I think all of us were like big Johnny Juzang fans now. Uh, he was awesome. And uh, yeah, he just like he had, I think, has the second most points scored in tournament history now. Um, he was on one that game. Uh, I, I think none of us expected UCLA to almost knock off Gonzaga. I, th- I think we all thought that was going to be a blowout, but and it was awesome. And then heartbreak at the very end. And uh, man, you, you really feel for those guys uh, on UCLA's side. But oh, it was yeah. a fun game as a bipartisan watch. Like, don't care about who wins this game. Like, it was awesome to watch. Just, just great. Love that kind of game. Yeah fantastic game and it was a lot of fun i actually watched a twitter uh of uh twitter posts one girl that was watching it from a ucla standpoint and you just see her screaming and jumping around and spinning in circles yeah. and then you just see her like just 
pause and stare at the screen. Uh, Dustin, man, thoughts on thoughts on basically the one of the best Final Four games ever. What do you think, man? I love seeing game-winning shots in the Final Four, mm. like the team reactions from both sides. So that was awesome. You had the emotions of like missed shot, easy putback. We're gonna tie and go to overtime, and then you get a quick outlet and a just inside half court shot. And it's good, and everybody goes wild, and he goes and stands on the scores table and pumps his chest to the cardboard cutouts. It was amazing. <laughs> good, good finish there. That was good. Well, I liked it. Of course, it was really amazing. It was really cool. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't bad. I, I don't mind a little bit of showboating, especially if you hit a game winner like that. Oh, yeah, you're really... allowed to do whatever you want when you yeah, hit that yeah, shot. I loved it. I loved yeah. it. <laughs> No, and then, and then what was it? He was like trying to kind of like mimic his idols there a little bit. I forget who he said they were, but the table jump on thing. Yeah, he I mean, said Dwayne Wade's a zero. There you go. Uh, but either way, fantastic game. Uh, obviously, start to finish, uh, you knew that this was going to be hard fought on both ends, and uh, overtime, almost double overtime. Uh, you you can't ask much more out of a Final Four game. Uh, on the other end of the spectrum. We had a very annoying Final Four game and a complete blowout by almost 20 points. Baylor beating Houston, uh, 78-59. to 59. Um, We said it a little bit earlier, but, I mean, kind of all of us... N- I was hoping Houston would pull something off, but, like, you knew Baylor was going to win it. Um, I don't know. A- any any thoughts on that matchup there, Dustin? No, it was disappointing. Yeah, basically. <laughs> the Brooks, anything from you? What do you think, man? Thanks for participating, Houston. <laughs> it's a good fourth place, um, but it was it was it was a disappointing outing from them. Uh, you knew Baylor was like a better team, but you just thought Houston might fight more. I don't know. So uh, let's go ahead and move forward into the championship game itself. Uh, Baylor versus Gonzaga. Going into this game, Gonzaga was heavily favored and undefeated. Baylor being a two-loss team but on a hell of a roll for coming out of the final four. And uh, from start to finish, uh, that's my take on it, but like Baylor had complete control of that game. And, and uh, it, it was, it was they they went up fast and went up early and then they kind of never really stopped playing hard. I don't know. Um, yeah. It was zero before Gonzaga even realized the game started. Right. Um, so, I don't know. Uh, it, Dustin, uh, take the helm. I mean, what, 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 what's your take on this game? I mean, I know it's a bit of a Gonzaga disappointment, but is it more impressive from Baylor or like just Gonzaga falling flat? Maybe they were like emotionally tired from the game before. No, it's all Baylor. I'll give them credit. I mean, I hate on them just because they're Baylor, but no, they're a really good basketball team. Yeah. Obviously, their defense crushed Gonzaga, and Gonzaga didn't know what to do all game. They couldn't fix it no timeout or halftime fixed anything. There were turnovers left and right. They were playing their offense from 30 feet out turnovers. And then like I've said again, in big 12 play, when we were playing quit letting Mark vital get freaking offensive rebounds, you're going to have a bad time. And that's all they were doing. Mark vital offensive rebound, offensive rebound, offensive rebound. And then they'd get a three. And so like, they weren't missing that much, but when they did, there's Mark Vidal getting a rebound. And it's like, God damn. Like, 
Gonzaga can never get momentum or catch any breaks just based off of those two things. Like either they were making Baylor was making every shot, or they were getting an offensive rebound if they missed. And no, no momentum. Gonzaga's defense crushed them and rebounding crushed them. Yep. Um, Brooks, thoughts on the game, man? I mean, you're you're I know you're a big time Baylor uh, hater, <laughs> but. Um, what do you think about this? I mean, obviously an impressive performance from them. Uh, again, was this more Baylor's victory or was this more Gonzaga's loss? It pains me to say, but yeah, it was Baylor. Yeah. I mean, it was, God, you know, they, they were up nine, nothing. And I tweeted out, thanks for playing, you know, thanks for participating Gonzaga. And usually I do that just like jokingly, but I legit thought I was like, there's no way Gonzaga can get back in this game. Like, like Baylor's that good. They would, they would, and then they yeah. just never did. It kept getting 12, 15. It, it's like, yeah, it's, it's like, like Gonzaga just wasn't – they walked into a fight without their hands up, and they just got sucker punched right across the face. And yeah. we're like, just let's just keep our hands down. Mm-hmm. I, I, they they had no answers. Baylor was – I mean, they were making everything. Uh, but if they didn't, they got a rebound. And yeah. then Gonzaga couldn't hold on to the ball. Uh, Drew Timmy was like, you know what? I'm going to try to drive against Davion Mitchell and Davion Mitchell just rips him every time. It was just completely domination. And, you know, yeah, Baylor deserves the credit here. They were the better team. They've been a great team all year. They have great set of guards that can just, I don't know how you defend them. Obviously Butler had an amazing game with main player of the tournament. He had 20 some points. Davion Mitchell played great defense and had like 16 assists. Yeah. Riddle got every offensive rebound that was out there. Yep. Davion Mitchell is incredible too. Baylor has like, so they have, you know, their three guards, Macy Oteague, Davion Mitchell, and Jared Butler. You're basically every game you're going in there hoping that maybe if two of them are off, you have a really good chance of beating them. If one of them's off, you have to have, play your best game just to have yeah. a chance to beat him. Yep. And if none of them are off, you're Gonzaga, basically, yep. in that situation. Because that, they – I mean, Macy Oteague was hitting step-back jumpers. Jared Butler was cannon threes from deep. Mitchell was in his bag. Like, they're just so good with those three guys alone. And then, you know, you you know you don't need Vital to score. You just need him to get some rebounds for you. Yep. And then they're big guys just to – Catch wide open oop passes, amazing defense, and yeah, dunks. Watching it, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was gonna say, watching it, I'm like, I don't know how you defend that. And I was thinking back to our game when we played them here, I was like, how the hell did we hold them to like 50 something points in that game? Yeah, Adams is a genius, that's why. (laughs) But it's like they're just there, it was an incredible game to watch on their end because like they played that about as perfect as it can be, yeah. And you know that they just got they got those guys. And I think that's it really what happens too that they came in as like the underdogs because Gonzaga was this powerhouse all year and undefeated season, and they were ranked number one all year and never lost. And so everybody was on the Gonzaga train. Yeah. And so I think you know the big chip on their shoulder and thinking they're getting slighted, and that obviously helps a defensive, hardworking team like that. So then here's kind of the part where I say maybe Gonzaga lost because there was a ton of pressure, one, coming into that game to try and be the first team to go undefeated in 40 years. Uh, But also, um, 
They played an extremely emotional and a hard-fought game two nights before. And yeah. so, and like, you got to think a little bit of that's got to be like some sort of like emotional fatigue going into that. And I, I, it was just kind of a thought that I had afterwards. I was like, maybe. I like, think that's an excuse, though. Yeah. I, it is. I, but I like, think for like a team like UCLA or these lower ranked mid-major type schools that get an upset and then have to play two days later. Yeah. I think they can use that. Like, cause they've never been there. They're not the powerhouse team. Yeah. They don't have yeah. four and five star recruits necessarily. Like they're supposed to get the upset and live off that high. Yeah. Gonzaga has been on this high all year of their top of the mountain. They're the big boys. Like they have the number one recruit possibly. Yeah. Like, I think that's just an excuse for people that I don't know. Fair okay. Yeah, I agree. Cause you're Gonzaga in this, you've won all these games, you know, um, sure. The high and the overtime kind of wears on you, but uh, you know, Baylor made them look, look yeah. normal. Like, yeah. Corey Kisper was a regular dude out there uh, maybe against Baylor. To, like, maybe if you go to overtime against Baylor and you're just, you're, then you get worn out. Like, you just had an overtime before. Um, yeah, but it was over at the jump, man. It was over like two possessions into the game. <laughs> and like, you're not, it was just Jalen Suggs was the only one who kind of showed up and he got in foul trouble right off the bat. Corey Kispert couldn't match Baylor's athleticism. Uh, Drew Timmy couldn't <laughs> match it. It's no just, um, you know, Baylor just out athleted him, out played him, out shot him on, and on every facet of the game they're just better and i think without covid we might be seeing like the only undefeated team in the last 30 years but i think covid covid really did derail that possibility for them um that and, was that was another kind of topic that kind of came up uh was do you think uh covid being the case here with a lot of these smaller schools winning against so many higher seeds do you think that may have been a factor in that like because a lot of these higher seeded teams would have more of a fan base show up, maybe. So it'd feel more like a home game versus like Loyola going against Illinois. Like, I mean, wh whose fan base would show up bigger? Uh, just kind of a thought that maybe came up during that. Like, do you think COVID had an impact on that? I don't think you had much of a difference in this tournament compared to other years. You had just as many upsets and just as many dominating performances as usual. Hmm. I mean, I think maybe just because we've been off of it for two years that we kind of forgot for a little bit how it was, and there's upsets like this every year. Maybe, um, maybe the case. I do think that some of the games were closer because of the arenas and stadiums that were played in because mm. we're not in as big of venues. Um, the Final Four National Championship, the Elite Eight, were played in the uh, what Lucas Oil, but they played it in like the end zone and sectioned off everything else so they weren't playing in like the whole football stadium like tech versus virginia did two years ago so your yeah. depth perception is a lot better in those kind of situations so that benefits the better players i think okay no it was it was a great tournament uh start to finish uh hats off to the baylor team i i i guess i i wanted to kind of diff like kind of I, I guess separate that a little bit they were a phenomenal team. The, 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 their guys that they sent out on the floor, phenomenal players. They played phenomenal all the way through the tournament, all season long. They were phenomenal. And I think our disgust in, in Baylor is in the university and in the athletic program 
but not against these guys that won this tournament in particular. Uh, I, I want to give them their due credit. They played phenomenal, and it's it's more just uh, a distaste in in for all of us in their university and how they handled previous scandals and and their lack of punishment towards uh, a lot of the players and a lot of the coaching staff. But uh, I, I I guess uh, my only last thing about this might be that like I am happy to see a I'm not happy to see that it was Baylor. But I like the legitimacy added to a Big 12 team winning because it kind of gives more value to the conference a little bit. Uh, again, I, I'm not ever trying to kind of root for our opponents, but I like seeing the legitimacy, I guess, of, of difficulty added. I don't know. Yeah, what's up, Big Ten? <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of that, maybe. Maybe a little jab there that the, that the, the Big 12 is better. But, no, I don't care. Uh, I wanted Baylor to lose, but yeah, I know we all kind of did. Um, so I think it's going to kind of wrap up the tournament. Any last takes on this, guys? I mean, phenomenal year, great, great, uh, great bracket we had challenge, or great bracket challenge we had, great tournament to watch. Uh, highs and lows, everything was uh, I thought phenomenal. Uh, any kind of last words for the year, for the year for the bracket or for basketball? See you next year. Yeah, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. All right, uh, so let's go ahead and uh, we're going to jump over to the NFL. Dustin's going to kind of wrap up a couple of trades and see if there's anything going on there. This is uh, this is the NFL part. Are you ready for the Dustin, what do you got for us? Any any kind of trades that happened th- this week? I know there's one big one. Uh, yeah, we want to talk about. I mean, yeah, I'm still waiting on draft stuff. There's rumors of draft orders still getting changed around. Nothing's happened there yet. But Sam Darnold getting traded from the Jets to the Panthers for a second, fourth, and sixth round pick. So good for Sam Darnold to get out of the Jets, um, get a new start. The Jets wanted to do this to get a new start on their quarterback contract, basically. Panthers are kind of in limbo with their quarterback situation, so they're mm-hmm. maybe hoping that Joe Brady, good offensive coordinator, can help fix Sam Darnold, get him back on track, because he's still like 23 years old. He still has a lot of future in football ahead of him, yeah. uh, especially with the receivers that they just got down there in Carolina and obviously got Christian McCaffrey. So they could maybe do something with him. Um, the Panthers are kind of in a weird spot with Teddy Bridgewater still there under contract, but um, I think it works out well for both sides of this and Sam Darnold, all three teams or all two teams and Darnold up here. I think it's gonna be. I think I thought it was a phenomenal move uh, for Sam Donald's career career to get out of out of New York. I think that that is a very toxic uh, quarterback environment, and yeah. uh, I think it'll be a good chance for him. I, th- I think he's a good quarterback to begin with, but I think it's a good shot for him to get some uh, so, so some exposure from not a C tier NFL team. Um, Brooks, any any thought on the on the Donald move? I mean. Doesn't really push the needle for me. <laughs> um, I mean, I guess it gives us an idea what the Jets are going to do in the draft, which is going to yeah. take Zach Wilson from BYU. That's yep. their guy. Yep. Um, Darnold, uh, you know, I-, I hope it works out for him. Uh, everybody who gets out of the Gase hurricane um, ends up being all right. So, I mean, just look at what Tannehill's been in Tennessee. So maybe there's that potential. So for the Panthers, it's a low risk 
potential high reward here making this move. Um, so I, I think they, uh, I mean, Teddy Bridgewater is Teddy Bridgewater. He's not going to. I don't think he's going to win you a lot of playoff games. So maybe you get Darnold in there with a good offensive coordinator. Maybe you raise the ceiling a little bit. So, I mean, we'll see. Uh, We'll see. It's an interesting move, but mainly for the Jets, it's like, all right, who's the next quarterback that's going to get sucked up into this? thing is, like, are they going to do anything for Zach Wilson? Like, they didn't do anything for Sam Darnold. Like, wouldn't draft to help him anymore. Yeah. Like, so are you going to do the same thing for Wilson? Are you going to start taking defensive guys? Are you going to get him some linemen? It's the weapon? Jets. They're dysfunctional as hell, and they're 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 going to go ahead and draft the the most opposite thing they need. They're going to pick up a quarterback when they already had one, and they're going to draft no offensive linemen to help him or any receivers. To, like, no, it's the Jets. They're they're gonna they're gonna jets that up pretty good. Uh, so I feel sorry for any for for the quarterback that gets drafted into that situation because it's. It's a it's it's a hard hole to get out of uh, as far as a QB career goes in the NFL. Um, so I think that's going to kind of wrap up the NFL talk for us. Uh, let's go ahead and jump over to the NBA. We're going to discuss a little bit of basketball, talk about the NBA pool, and a couple little 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 pot shots of news in there. So, uh, as far as the NBA win pool goes, I am starting to drift back and start losing more and more. I am in third place with 136 wins. Uh, Jesus, Brooks has 30 more. All right. Dustin's in second place (laughs) with 138. And Brooks is uh, just hating this game. He is not happy at all. He's not gloating. He's not showboating. At Trying to find y'all way back there. Yeah, no, we, we, we look like ants. <laughs> Just please don't take out the magnifying glass. Um, but I am getting destroyed in this, and it most likely, uh, if the season continues in this fashion, I'll end up buying some stupid jersey that I don't want that y'all already decided on and won't tell me. Um, so let's go ahead and jump over to the NBA shotgun. Uh, Brooks, why don't you take over on this one? Tell us what's going on in the NBA. Uh, a couple of little, little bits of news here that the, the, we do need to discuss a little bit. Uh, what's going on over there? Yeah, there's not a whole lot going on NBA news-wise. I mean, we're getting down to the last bit of the season here, so teams will be making their playoff pushes. Uh, players have you know been traded, and so how are they doing? We'll, we'll kind of get to that maybe next week after they've had a little more time with these teams. But Aaron Gordon looking good uh the big two news things to look at this week uh kevin durant is set to return i think he's returning tonight um to the starting lineup so that's good for the nets good for the nba to have him back but at the same time harden is out uh with the hamstring issue um he's out for 10 days so the nets have played maybe like one game all together in this whole time with uh harden Kyrie, and durant they've all been out at several different points. So it still remains to be seen what this team is going to look like when they're fully powered. Uh, but you know, they're still going to be formidable with two or one of them. Um, but yeah, that's the news right now. I, oh, I guess they're currently playing and yeah, I found it. Sorry. I was letting you finish. <laughs> uh, Katie, Katie, Katie has 12, 12 points. Yeah. He's doing okay. His first game back. I, I do you think they're kind of like gaming this out a little bit? Like, 
KD came back a little early because Harden went out and they want to kind of push they, for a They have seed. 82 they have 82 points with 10 minutes left in the third quarter. Oh yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. My <laughs> neck. Um no you know I do think they're obviously playing for the postseason. Um right. as they should. Uh there's no reason to burn out Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving in the regular season when the goal is to win a championship and you pretty much know you're going to be in the playoffs at this point. I do think KD's injury was a little worse than everybody thought it was because um, originally I think he was only supposed to be out for a little bit, but it took a lot longer. So but they they're, definitely gonna, they're definitely going to be careful with him. Um, yeah. But you definitely want to see what this team can be like with all of them healthy. So they're going to try to get to that point. But – I mean, they're like the second seed right now in the East, so all they got to do is just keep experimenting, finding things to do, and incorporating guys how they want to and figure out what they're going to do in the playoffs. So right now it's just a feel-out. Do you think there might be a little bit of a concern of like them not meshing well, not getting enough time together, all three of them? No. No, I, I don't really see that happening. Um, Harden and Durant I'm not worried about. It's, it's mainly Kyrie that – would be kind of the wild card to me on that, but I don't know. I, I just think they have so many weapons and I mean, you don't need all three of them to destroy a team. You just need two of them and you're fine, but also true. Um, so I know there was another, uh, a little bit of a yeah. re-signing news. What's going on there? Well, so there was reports today that Kawhi intends to resign with the Clippers after this year. He has an opt out option in his contract. Um, and so some news broke that he intends to decide barring something drastic, like a Paul George playoff game. <laughs> uh, once he goes to the ringer with that guy again, he might want to get out of there. I just think it's like cool down on the cool down on that a little bit. There have been talks about him in Miami. Um, if you think back to when he went to the Clippers, there was reports that his first call was Jimmy Butler to come play with him in Los Angeles. And then, Jimmy Butler signed with Miami Heat, and so his second call was playoff P. Um, and and so there was some rumors that he might want to actually play with Jimmy Butler. So this news was kind of um, like a reassurance, I guess, to the Clippers that he was coming back. But I don't know, man. If he goes through another playoff disappointment with these guys, mm-hmm. I don't. If he realizes playoff P is <laughs> what he is. I don't know if he will want to be around for that. If he is going to be around for that, I don't know if playoff P is going to be around for that. So that's just, it's something to monitor with the Clippers. Yeah. And uh, I think the Clippers are, are a interesting competitor for out of the West, but I, I don't, I don't see them being like a, like a jump ahead favorite. Like I think they want to be, I don't know. Um, not, not right now. Not right now. Yeah. Um, we, we would actually need to see a, good Paul George in the playoffs. Um, and then I do think like a healthy Lakers are still going to be the favorite Denver. Maybe, maybe he's put them into that conversation uh, with Aaron Gordon uh, and the jazz, of course, playing really well and the sun's playing really well. So there's a loaded West right now. And it's all about who's going to figure out, you know, Who's going to figure it out? And the Lakers right now have health concerns. They're just trying to hold on to a regular playoff spot and not get into the play-in tournament. Um, so that, that 
it's all like up in the air until LeBron and AD get back and we see what those guys look like if they're healthy. Um, if I'm every other team, I'm going all in and just going to hope that they're not healthy and this could be our chance to sneak in. If I'm Denver, if I'm Phoenix, if I'm Utah, like this could be the year we get into the finals if LeBron and AD come back and they're not their usual selves. I I do hope that all of the all of the stars that are kind of injured or on that on that kind of rotation do make it back for the playoffs because we got a very good shot at a very good playoffs this year. Uh, I'm hoping that everybody comes back and everybody's yeah. healthy and we we actually get everybody's best and we do get the best to come out. But the West the West should be an incredible playoff rounds like from one versus eight seed will probably be the worst game, but like two, seven, if the Mavericks are the seven seed, like who wants to see the Mavericks in the freaking first round with the way Luca's playing, um, the Lakers could end up being a six seed here. So like the, all right. So if I'm not a two seed and playing Luca, I'm a three seed playing freaking LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Right. And then, (laughs) so it's just, the West should be crazy. The East is going to be kind of boring, I think, until the later rounds because the top three teams are Sixers, Bucks, and Nets. And kind of after that, it's yeah depends. I mean, the Heat are probably that fourth best team, but they just haven't been themselves this year yet. So, but it'll be really good if guys can stay healthy. Like, we should have really good playoffs this year, I think. I think so, too. I think it's going to be a good round. Uh, Dustin, anything you're looking forward to out of the NBA for, uh, I guess, going forward? Uh, Brooks hit it all really well. I think so. My team's like starting it. to heat up, so that's good. <laughs> you're just you're just happy to not lose the bet. Yeah. Uh, God. All right. Um. So I think uh, I think that's gonna kind of wrap up the episode for us, guys. Uh, let's go ahead and jump over to final shots for the week. Uh, Dustin, do you have a final shot? Any shout out? Anything like that? Anything you saw out of the week that you really liked? No, I'm pretty good. Enjoy watching the Masters this weekend a lot more chill uh sports weekend than what we've been going through with march madness so sit back watch some golf and relax very true uh brooks uh final shot final take final mention for the week what do you got man space jam 2's trailer was released and i am hyped yo (laughs) i forgot about that that's it looks so good who cares about the jerseys it looks cool. It looks interesting. I was curious what the take was going to be. And, and we'll see once the actual movie takes place. But it looks interesting. Um, I, I'm definitely going to check it out once it hits that HBO Max. So I'm pumped uh, for it. But I'm, I'm that super was pumped for to see it. That. Yeah. It was such a good trailer. Like, it was a good trailer. And they had like the little remixes to a couple of the jams from the original. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah. It's cool. <laughs> Just sitting there, just hype watching this thing on your phone. Like, oh, oh yeah, like three oh, times I was like, "Let's go." <laughs> I wasn't, I wasn't sure about the MJ and LeBron swap, but now I'm digging it. They I have the, it. they have the Lola Bunny doing the alley oop to LeBron, and then giving the like paying homage to the Dwayne Wade. And, yeah, but, but fun huh. fact, that picture it's not an alley oop. Dwayne Wade is not throwing LeBron an alley oop in that picture. He just mm-hmm. does that around behind the back yeah. pass. LeBron catches it and dunks. Yeah. So uh, the movie's wrong. She throws him a noot, but I mean, yeah, it's already it, wrong. It was all about the still frame. Yeah. It's okay. It's still it's so cool, but I don't know. I don't know one. if y'all thought that was an alley oop, but it is not an alley oop actually from that picture. But Space Jam 2. Definitely pumped for that one. 
Uh, no, for final shot, I mean, I, I don't really have too much. Um, I think uh, the only thing that I maybe might toss out there is to, to the listeners, we may, uh, with the basketball season for college wrapping up, uh, NBA's uh, playoffs kind of a little bit of ways, baseball starting up, we may be looking at getting a guest on the show in the next couple of weeks. Uh, we'll be announcing that. Uh, we'll, we'll obviously discuss that amongst ourselves as to when we're going to be doing that. But something to look forward to. I think it's going to be kind of interesting to get uh, get some other get some other people on here. Maybe get some extra exposure to some uh, audiences that we don't have an outreach to just yet. Uh, but there's a potential collab with Ramblin' Raiders podcast oh. that uh, we've kind of talked with them a little bit. Yep, yep. Uh, when we got them to do the bracket challenge with us and we did theirs as well um but there's that potential around the corner too yeah uh, we, we we got some stuff lined up for you but that's gonna be kind of kind of my final take is just there is some, still some stuff to look forward to even though there's going to be kind of a little bit of a uh a, a lull in the news that we have to deliver for you guys but we will still make sure that we have a weekly episode out for you with plenty of fun stuff to talk about uh cool so I guess that kind of wraps up the episode. Uh, make sure, if you're not already, make sure you're following us on all socials, uh, at tailgate underscore talks for the Twitter, and make sure you also check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Personal accounts for Dustin, at DustinWimmer22, Calvin B. Barrett for the Brooks Follow, and me, you can find me at Blanca, where the L is a one. And as always, make sure you check out the email uh, if you have any sort of thoughts or questions you want to send us. Uh, as far as the shot bets go for this week, uh, we have an entire golf uh, thing for the Masters. Uh, we'll make sure to post all of our picks so that way you can make an educated decision on your own and decide who you want to side with for your shot bet. Uh, the other one is the Miami Heat versus the Portland Trailblazers. I ended up taking the Portland Trailblazers. Dustin and Brooks taking the side of the Heat. Uh, I think that's going to be kind of kind of it. Uh, we had the T-shirt giveaway with the tied into the bracket. So again, if you were one of the winners, make sure you reach out to us. But also, uh, make sure that you give the podcast a follow, a subscription, rate, review, five stars, all of that good stuff. Uh, and to everybody else, if you haven't already, make sure you give us that rate, that review, that five star, and uh, maybe share it to a friend. Let them know about the show. We'd appreciate it a ton. Yeah, go go give us some five stars. We got we got bumped a little bit today, so go give us some five stars. We need it now. That's it. We need it. We need to bring it back. We got bumped. We got a one star. Unacceptable. Who? Oh, I'm gonna find who did that. All right, guys. We know who did. <laughs> uh, it was probably it was probably a Baylor fan. They had enough of our nonsense. Uh, all right, guys. So that's gonna kind of wrap up the episode. Uh, we'll be back next week on Wednesday, but make sure you are following us on all socials to keep up to date with what we're up to and, uh, any shot bets or any thoughts or opinions that we're having. Uh, I guess that wraps up the episode. Thank you everybody for hanging out with us. Peace.